This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everyone. You're listening to the I'll Have Another podcast with Lindsay Hine, and I'm Sarah Canny. I'm the founder and host of the Women's Running Retreat, Rise, Run, Retreat. And this fall, I'm so excited to be hosting the retreat in New Hampshire. I might be a little biased, but in case you haven't been, it's gorgeous here. Come join me this October 14th through the 17th as we run along lakeside trails and witness the sunrise over Lake Winnipesaukee. We'll be joined by two amazing guest speakers, self-defense instructor and owner of Girls Fight Back and Outdoor Defense, Nicole Snell, as well as corrective exercise specialist, running coach, and elite mountain runner, Kim Nadow. It's four days away with memories and friendships that will last a lifetime. Spots are limited, as in there's only three spots available. So hustle on over to riserunretreat.com today and grab one of those spots. I'd love to see you there. Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. I'm so grateful you're here today. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Gooder. If you are looking for a pair of sunglasses that are functional, fashionable, and affordable, make sure you check out Gooder. They have the cutest styles and they don't slip around or move around when you're on the run. You can save 15% when you go to gooder.com slash another and use the code another15. Gooder.com slash another. Use the code another15. All right, friends, today I'm talking with McKenna Morley. I am so excited for this episode. We were actually going to record it back in January and it ended up not working out. So this actually seems like a really great time for it to happen because she is running so well. She recently ran her 10K PR in 31.25, which was a minute PR, just 0.2 seconds off the Olympic standard, which is 31.25. So she's well below the Olympic trial standard. She was a seven-time All-American at Colorado. And while she was there, she ran the 10K school record, which was 32-28. She was second at the 2019 USATF 10-mile champs, second to Sarah Hall, only six seconds behind her. And recently, she ran that 10K PR at the Sound Running Event. She was also at the Gate River Run in Jacksonville as well, where she placed fourth. McKenna runs for ASICS and she has a huge career ahead of her. Definitely get her on your list of people to be watching in the 10K at the trials this summer. All right, friends, if you are enjoying this podcast, please leave us a quick rating and review as that is a helpful way new listeners can find us. And if you're into running, check out the other podcast about running in our network, Sandy Boy Productions. It's called the Up and Running Podcast, and it's hosted by Lauren Floris and Emma Benner. All right, friends, enjoy my conversation with McKenna. All right. Well, today on All Have Another, we have McKenna Morley on the show. Welcome to the show, McKenna. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's about time we made this happen, right? <laughs> Yes. Yep. (laughs) It's been too long. (laughs) This is what made me like you so much. We were going to do this in, what was it, January? 
Yeah, I think so. Yes. <laughs> and then you were like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I was in the mountains camping without Wi-Fi for like three days. And I was like, she's so much cooler than me. And she's so young. <laughs> oh, thank you. I don't know about cooler than you. <laughs> well, I feel like you are very in touch with like, I don't know, just like what matters in life. I get that vibe from you just <laughs> right from the start. Oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> Well, you are having like a great year. So congratulations on your successes this year. Thank you so much. It's yeah, it's been really fun. <laughs> I mean, the the cool thing is about the fact that we didn't actually record in January is not that we didn't have things to talk about then, but I was actually thinking about it, you know, as you did so well at the sound running event, I was like, this is actually going to be more fun because we can dive into that. <laughs> oh yeah, it'll be, it'll be great. <laughs> So tell me, tell us all a little bit about your history with running. I know you ran for Colorado where you were a seven-time All-American. Have you been a runner your whole life? So not my whole life. I was I was a sprinter when I was younger. That's crazy. I was like, okay. <laughs> I, was, well, I was very adamant that I my dad was a sprinter in college. And so I was like, oh, no, I'm just going to sprint. Um, distance running is crazy. No way. Um, and so in like, when you do like, like that's not, I forget what it's called, but it's like little league track basically. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and so I sprinted then until like, even in sixth grade, I did some sprinting and then I started distance running when I was in sixth grade too. And doing like the mile, that was the longest event. And I loved it. And I think I was better at that than sprinting. So I was like, Oh, I guess I have to do the distance running. <laughs> and and my mom had been running for a while too. So she kind of got all the whole family into running. Um, and cause she did all the, you know, local fun runs and everything. And so she dragged me out for my first year of training runs and I hated it, but then I grew to love it. So, um, so yeah, I started in sixth grade and then just kept loving it and now still running a ton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that that's probably super common for younger kids to want to do like do the sprints. I mean, I remember doing track in in middle school and high school and like I always wanted to do the 800, but like I definitely <laughs> needed to be doing the 2 mile, but like running 8 yep. laps around a track was terrifying to me. Oh yeah, so long. You're like, "No, no, I'd like to do a 200 half lap." <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I will be dead last, but at least my um my race will be over in 30 seconds or however long it takes to do yeah. a 200. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be great. <laughs> okay, so I get the vibe from you and, like, your family that you're just, like, a really outdoorsy, active family, and that's kind of how you grew up. <laughs> that Yeah, we did. We Because um, I was born originally – I was in, born in Ho Maui, Hawaii. That's so um, cool. So we, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I lived there till I was seven, and then my siblings were both born there, too. They're younger than me. And, um, and so that was super fun. We were always doing outdoor stuff there, you know, all kinds of hiking and surfing and all that kind of stuff. And then – uh, when we moved to Montana, we had to, instead of surfing, we're like, okay, we'll just snowboard and ski on the snow. <laughs> and so we do, yeah, it's been, it's really fun. My parents did a good job of making us get outside <laughs> and doing all that kind of fun stuff. Well, I love hearing it because I'm super passionate about that with my own kids. Why were you <laughs> in Maui? What brought your family there? So yeah, my dad, he, they both went to school actually in Bozeman where I'm at now at Montana State University, um, which is where they met. And then, um, my dad just really wanted to windsurf <laughs> okay. and so it was a dream of his. So he like saved up all this money and, and then they, my parents got married and then they moved to Hawaii and they, to Maui and they're like, Oh, we're going to be here, you know, max 
two years, probably one year. Uh, they were there for 10 years. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, yep. So they loved it. Uh, and then we only moved back to Montana just to be closer to family. So I think, yeah, the, the windsurfing is what originally brought them there. <laughs> That's I, I love that so much because it's like, <laughs> it's like, why not? And so they, mm-hmm. they were there before they had you then. Cause you said you lived there till you were seven. Yep. Yeah, so they were there for about three years before they had me. And then, yeah, so they got to enjoy it without kids. And then they had three three little babies. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Okay, and then I know you have a sister. Is it two sisters or a sister and a brother? Um, so I have a sister and a brother. My sister's three years younger than me. And then my brother is a year and a half or a year younger than me. Okay, and so my next question is, do you get to go back to Hawaii ever? So we went only one time um, for my when I graduated high school, um, we went, so I was 18 when we went back. So it'd been a while, but it was crazy. I remembered like quite a bit of like how to get places and like what roads we used to live on. So that was really fun going back. And I, I definitely want to go back again now, (laughs) um, now that I'm even older and see, you know, see it again. So, (laughs) and so your family lives in Bozeman and you're also as an adult professional athlete for ASICS training in Bozeman too. Do you live close to your family? Yeah. So, well, my, my mom and dad actually live in the Flathead Valley, which is about five hours Northwest of me. Okay. Um, and so they, if they live, I'm from, it's big Fork, Montana. And so they live there, um, with one set of my grandparents. And then, mm-hmm. um, so they're, it's a pretty easy, like five hour drive. They're close to Glacier National Park. And oh, then, cool. um, I'm, you know, my mom's like side of the family, most of them live here, her sister, so my aunt and uncle and my cousins, and then, uh, her mom, so my grandma, they all live here. So I live, I live about five minutes from my grandma and five minutes from my aunt. So it's fun. I go, I run by their house and I pop in and say hi. <laughs> um, so it's been, it's nice. It's been really nice being close to them and being able to see them more. That is so nice. I feel like, especially at the like age and time of your life that you're in, where you're like coming into adulthood, <laughs> you know, pretty fresh out of college still, it's like comforting <laughs> to have adults who love you and care about you close by. Yes. It's, it's super nice. And I feel like, since I came to visit here a lot, I felt like moving here was like, it was a pretty easy transition just because I kind of knew the town. And then if I didn't know about something, I would just be like, Oh, Nana, (laughs) where do I go? Um, yeah. So that's been, it's been fun to have them. I got to give my grandma a hug for the first time, like two weeks ago. So it was in a year and a half. So that was great. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so awesome. Yeah. We're both vaccinated. So it was great. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of that though, didn't you recently have COVID? Yes. So a crazy thing happened. I was like, I, I got, I had my first vaccine scheduled. I went to get my first vaccine. I was like, oh my gosh, I made it. I made it through COVID, didn't get COVID. Um, and then the next day I felt really bad after my vaccine. And I thought, oh, this is just, you know, the yeah. remnants of the, va- like of the vaccine. And, and then like the day after that, I felt, you know, just as bad. And then on that third day, I was like, oh, I don't think this is the vaccine. <laughs> I was like, I think I actually have COVID. Oh my gosh. Um, and I felt, I just felt it was weird. It was like, you just knew that you had something that uh-huh. your body has never had before, if that makes any sense. Uh-huh. And so I'm thankful my friend was supposed to come into town. And so I was like, well, I should probably go get tested before she flies here. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went to go get a test and I was like, oh, please don't be positive. It, it was positive. Um, and so I think I, I was traveling a lot in that like two weeks before that or week and a half. I was that was after I went to Jacksonville for the 15K. Mm. And then I went to see my friends in Boulder after that. So I was in airports quite a bit and traveling. So I must have had it in my system maybe from that. Uh, and 
so yeah, crazy. Got got COVID in the middle. I had to take like five or six days off of running and just kind of laid there for a while. <laughs> um, and and then I was able to get my second shot still on that like three and a half week mark. And so now I'm fully vaccinated and had COVID. So <laughs> wow, <I> pretty- <laughs> you're like the safest person to be around yeah. on the planet right now. <laughs> I'm super immune. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. okay. You probably don't know the answer to this. I don't know. Maybe you're a scientist, but I'm so curious, like, <laughs> because you got that first dose while your body like had COVID, I wonder if your symptoms were lessened because your body started fighting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, because I, I asked them that when I went to get my second shot um, and they I asked the doctors that were there and they, they didn't they weren't really sure because yeah. they've said that people who've had COVID like a little bit before getting the vaccine have kind of the vaccines like helped with any like remaining symptoms oh, they've had. OK, so or like, I don't know, some some people have said like their taste and smell comes back a little bit. Um, I don't think it's like every person, but I've heard that some do after they get the vaccine. So I think, yeah, I don't know. It, it might have been. It was pretty bad still. So if, huh? I, if the vaccine helped, thank goodness I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. How long ago was that? So that was about six weeks ago. Now it was five weeks ago um, when I ran sound running. So yeah, that was a week ago. So about six weeks ago um, is when I was just starting to run again. <laughs> I mean, okay. And do you, fe- I mean, you obviously, you just ran a massive PR in the 10K. So like, <laughs> Do you feel totally normal? Are you one of the lucky ones that's like, I'm back to my normal self pretty fairly quickly? Yeah, I was really nervous about that. So I, I started running and I would say like three weeks post COVID, I did, I did a 5k um, and just like kind of like a little one with uh, some college kids. So I went with the Montana state team to a race in Oregon and it went okay, but I definitely was feeling pretty bad for mm-hmm. those three weeks still. And then like all of a sudden, thank goodness, I don't know what happened, but <laughs> the, that fifth week, so that week right before sound running, um, I started feeling like completely normal again. So I don't know, maybe my body kind of got back after four weeks. Um, so it took about four weeks to feel pretty normal, but, uh, thank goodness I was able to feel <laughs> normal before the 10 K. So yeah, I think I've popped back by now. So hopefully it stays like this. That's so, that's such a relief. I mean, you know, COVID is so scary no matter what, but it's Mm -hmm. just like, it adds a totally different layer when your body is your job. Yes. I freaked out. Yeah. (laughs) When I got it. Yeah. And I have asthma too. So I was, I definitely felt, that's why I did, that's why I did take six days because I off of running. So I I think I could have run probably during it. Um, I don't think that would have been smart. Mm. Uh, So I did because I took it off because my lungs, I definitely felt it in my lungs for a couple weeks. Um, and so I don't know if that was, I think a lot of people have been feeling that, but I was like, Oh, since I have asthma too, I'll really take it easy for a little bit. Tell me about running at such a high level with asthma. (laughs) Yeah. So that it's funny. So my family, my brother and my mom, my sister a little bit, they all had or still have asthma. Um, and my dad does not. And I always was like, Oh, I'm just like my dad. I don't Mm. have asthma. Um, and then I, so I started getting these really bad allergic reactions. Um, when I was at Colorado, I had to go to the ER a couple times wow. after like a hard workout. Yeah. So, cause I was going into, um, anaphylactic shock. That's terrifying. Yeah. Super terrifying. And we didn't know what it was. And so that was scary cause we, you know, couldn't figure it out. So finally, before my fifth year at Colorado, I went to an allergist here in Montana and we figured out that I'm allergic to aspirin. So it's called like aspirin induced respiratory disease. 
Um, so it's like aspirin, ibuprofen, anything like that. Um, and it'll just like throw me into anaphylactic shock if, if it's paired with like a hard workout. Wow. Um, but yeah, so really weird. Um, they told me though, they were like, well, you can only have this, this, you know, disease thing if you have asthma. And I was like, oh, I don't have asthma. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, I was like, no, no, I swear I don't have it. Um, and they're like, well, let's just test. And so they, we did the test for asthma and they're like, oh no, you definitely have asthma. So apparently there's like a small percentage of people who have asthma who don't wheeze. Mm. And so, cause I don't really, I've never had like a wheezing asthma attack. Um, and my mom used to get those. So I was just like, oh, I don't have asthma. Um, they also said I have really big lungs. <laughs> so they're like, you're getting adequate oxygen, but you, <laughs> but you do have asthma. So you do need an inhaler. So yeah. So I found out like not that long ago when I was like, let's see, 21, I think, or 22, um, found that out, but that's been a big help now, like knowing that now having an inhaler, I'm like, Oh, I, I did. I wasn't getting enough oxygen. Now I can feel that I'm getting enough oxygen. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. So it's been with the inhaler. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty handleable when you're running at a high level, but you know, some things like pollens and all that kind of stuff can kind of set it off. So this time of year is a little bit hard, but, <laughs> um, I'll, it'll be gone in like a week or two. So, so when you were going into that anaphylactic shock, were you had taken like ibuprofen or something because like you were achy after a workout and then the workout plus the ibuprofen is what induced it? Yes. Yeah, so the first time was when I had a, I think I had like a, it was a partially torn planter. Um, one of the times I did that. <laughs> so I think I was on this like very high dose of ibuprofen. I think it was called naproxen. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, and so yeah. it's like a, yeah, yeah. Super high dose of ibuprofen. Um, so that was the, that's why we kind of narrowed it down. Cause it was like, that was the main time. The second time, it actually happened like a year later, almost to like the weekend, which was really weird. Um, and so that second time, I'd also taken some like ibuprofen, um, I think just for like, yeah, some aches and pains after a run. Um, wow. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> can't take that anymore. <laughs> wow, so. that's that's wild. Okay, how old are you now? I'm 24. Okay, 24. Um, yeah. So they told you you had big lungs. Maybe that's why you're such a good runner. <laughs> that and your hard work, well, obviously. I, I, yeah. Well, I did always notice that I might have a big rib cage at least. So okay. Okay. Like, I hope I have big ones if this <laughs> rib cage is so big. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, everybody, a quick break here to let you know about Whoop. They are a fitness wearable that provides 24-7 personalized insights around your sleep, recovery, and daily activity. And listen, you do not have to be an elite athlete to invest in a product like this. This is so helpful. You put so much time out there running all those miles. You might as well figure out all the details so that you can recover the best you can so that you can perform the best you can. This is different than your standard GPS watch. It's focused on your body's recovery and everyone knows that runners aren't always the best at taking off days or listening to their bodies. So this is the little nudge you need if you need a little extra sleep or you need a little extra recovery day. Who doesn't like a recovery day? It feels so good. I've been wearing my Whoop and let me tell you how good it feels to wake up in the morning and see eight hours on the board. It also encourages me to go to bed early because I know that in the morning I'm gonna check that watch. Whoop has impacted my training in a positive way and I know it can do that for you as well. Whoop is offering 15% off when you use the code ANOTHER at checkout. Go to whoop, W-H-O-O-P.com and enter ANOTHER to get 15% off. Sleep better, recover faster, 
run faster. Get to the start line healthy with Whoop. All right, back to my conversation. Okay, well, let, let's dive into like what's happening right now. Maybe we can walk back a little bit, but tell us about, you know, 2020 was such a weird, weird year, right? <laughs> Then mm-hmm. you end up getting COVID. Like, so you got COVID in between the Jacksonville race and the sound running event. So yes, <laughs> then going into sound, like how did you get yourself to be confident to go run such a strong race? Yeah. So I, I've been asking myself the same thing. Uh, so <laughs> I, uh, I was like, hmm, how did I do that? Uh, so I, I think, so before I had COVID, I was like, okay, I, I know I'm in, really good shape, probably the best shape I've ever been in. So wow. I was like, oh, I know I can run, you know, that close to that Olympic standard time if I have a good race. Um, then I got COVID and I was like, Ooh, like, I don't know, maybe we should kind of just shoot for the U S trials. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay. So I kind of had that in my brain, um, up until that last week before the sound running, just to kind of like go into the race, do the best I can. And then, but not overdo it and just try to just get that trials time. Um, and but then that week before I started feeling just like pretty, like pretty much to myself before COVID. And I was like, Ooh, okay. Um, maybe we can do that one time, the Olympic time. And so I don't know. I just was like, I've been feeling, I think maybe just as you get older too, it's probably, I get, I get a little bit less nervous for races. And I just feel like when you go into a race, you just like, no, you've worked really hard and you're like, okay, well, any, anything I do right now, is I know I can run fast, even if it's like an off day, you've had so much training in your legs that you can at least get a good time in. Mm. And I've been, I've been running with the um, Montana State University men's team a lot. And so I think for they, Jay, just dragged me along. So I think that that's been really helpful too, just being dragged through all these <laughs> workouts. Um, so I think that helps with like confidence too, just like being able to have um, all these training partners really help you along. So um, yeah, I don't know. I just got there. And I was like, okay, do the best you can. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> and you got fourth, you know, behind Andrea. I'm going to say her name wrong. Sekafian. Yeah, I forget how to say it. Yeah, I think that sounds right. I don't know. <laughs> Edna Kurgat and Sarah Hall. Oh, Sarah Hall, always, always in the mix there. I know. I know. It's funny because I was like, I was remembering. I, I don't remember when it was in the race. I think it was maybe like two or three K into the race. I remember getting right behind Sarah Hall. And I was like, oh my gosh, this feels like that 10 mile race I did um, in high school or not high school, in college um, when I got second to Sarah. And so it was for some reason, I really, I really like running behind her. I don't know if that makes any, I just, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to stick on Sarah and try not to let Sarah go. I love that. Why do you think that is? I imagine, you know, Sarah is such a staple in the running community at this point. Like, is there like a comforting thing to that maybe? You know, it must be because I mean, now we're both ASICs. So I think that was yeah. fun being like, oh, this is like my, my ASICs teammate. Um, but like in college, I, I wasn't ASICs yet. And so I don't know. She, it's very comforting to run with her for some reason. I don't know if it's like an aura she's giving off, but I, um, I don't know. It makes like, it makes me feel calmer. And I don't know why. <laughs> I should tell her this sometime. You should tell her. That probably yeah. make her feel really good. <laughs> Um, she already begged you were really weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, she'd probably say something super like motivating or inspiring. <laughs> yes. Talk to me about that because ASICs to me seems like it has like a very like smaller, very tight knit group of people. Um, just from what I've observed over the past couple years from interviewing pro runners on 
with different brands and whatnot. So talk to me about that relationship with ASICs and, and how you decided to ultimately go with ASICs for your sponsor. Oh, yeah. Um, they well, ASICs is just they're a great company. They've been around for a super long time. Um, and I just yeah, I when I first started talking to them, they I just like I really enjoyed talking to Ben. He's the guy that I go to all the time and uh, John Gregoric too. And they were just so they loved the company. You could just tell by how they were talking about it. And you also could tell that they really they really respected the athletes they had and they were just I don't know, they just seemed to treat them really well. Um, and so I also just I liked that ASICs too was the one company that you could go kind of wherever you wanted. They're like, mm. we support you. We, yeah, we support your journey and where you're going to be happy is where you're going to run the best. So that's, we want you to go where you're going to be happy. So that was honestly the biggest pull for me because I, you know, I, I didn't necessarily want to go to a, a big group on the East coast. Um, uh, I kind of wanted to stay a little bit closer to home. And so they were pretty much the only company that would, would basically like allow that to happen and, and do it like so nicely. And so like supportively. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, so that was a huge pull, just that the fact that they like respected your choice on where you wanted to go. And then we're like, okay, let's go do the best you can from wherever you are. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that, that was probably the biggest pull on picking them. And, uh, but yeah, it's been so fun kind of, as I've been on the ASICS team a little longer now, it's been really fun getting to meet like all the women, um, on the team. I've really gotten to know, uh, Lindsay Flanagan and Mm -hmm. Diane, Um, and they're, they're so great. And so I don't know. And then I know Emma really well too. So it's, it's been really fun kind of, I know every time we go to a meet, it'll be like, Oh, let's all, let's the ASICs girls. Let's all run. (laughs) So that's been, that's been great too. And I finally got to meet, um, Ben Caesar and then John Gregoric, the ASICs guys who I correspond with the most at the sound running meet. So that was really fun. So I'm assuming John Gregoric is Johnny Gregoric's dad. You you are correct. Yes. Okay. (laughs) I'm like that. Yep. <laughs> too that last name is is too unique for him not to be. Yep. Apparently, they're like the fastest father son mile duo ever. So <laughs> in the world, probably. Okay. Yeah. I re- I actually recently, very recently, just interviewed Johnny. So I'm super familiar oh, yes. <laughs> with their story. Um. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, you're naming all these people. I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah. Asics. I feel like it's growing as far as like the yeah. mm-hmm. marathoners and not that you're a marathoner, but like the elite field of runners. Cause like, for so long, you know, Dina and Sarah were the two names everybody knew mm-hmm. that ran for them. But now I'm thinking, yeah, Lindsay Flanagan, Emma Bates, Diana Curry. It's a mm-hmm. good little team you guys got going on. Yeah, it's fun. And it's been fun too that they like, all of them are more marathon and they stepped down to track for this year. So that was fun to be able to run with them in the track. Oh, I bet. Yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll end up doing marathons, you know, and, and I don't know when. So hopefully I'll get to be dragged along by them in some marathons. <laughs> well, that's one of my favorite questions to ask track people, even though like, you know, I love watching you track athletes like excel in track when you lean towards the 10K us marathon people are always like okay is that in your future do you want to do that but you're still so young (laughs) still so you just put it out there yeah 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 no so I think definitely that's where I'm headed is to the marathon I love I love long stuff all of like the long workouts long tempos are all my favorite things to do and so I've always kind of known like okay I'm gonna go to the marathon I kind of thought it'd be sooner but now I'm like ooh, maybe I'll (laughs) maybe I'll wait a little bit but you know so I think I want to probably run 
the marathon at the next trials. Um, so I'm thinking I'll for sure do a marathon probably in 2022, um, just to kind of get one in a couple years out from that. But yeah, maybe originally I was thinking one this fall, maybe that'll happen. Um, or I might just stick to, you know, like the half marathon and under for some road races this fall, um, and then do a marathon at some point in 2022. That's really exciting. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm a little nervous. It's really long, but I, I think we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so have you had the opportunity? I have to ask just because, you know, when you think of ASICs, you think of Dina Castor. Have you had the opportunity to have good conversations with her and learn from her at all? You know, I actually haven't met her yet. Of course, I, I know all about her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I haven't actually met her yet. And I'm I'm hoping to meet her, I think, you know, in like the upcoming year or so once COVID, you know, kind of we are able to travel around more and stuff. I think hopefully I can start to meet everyone I've like seen and known about, but not actually met yet. So I'm, I'm excited to be able to meet her when I do. I did meet her, though, actually, now that I'm thinking about that when I was in high school. But I'm sure she doesn't remember that because um, she was at Foot Locker. <laughs> she was at Foot Locker Nationals. And I was there because she was one of the um, they bring in because it was sponsored. I think ASICS was the sponsor behind it. So they brought in like ASICS athletes to talk on like a panel. So I did. I did meet her once <laughs> very briefly. Oh, I love it. OK, well, you, you mm-hmm. mentioned high school Foot Locker. So let's just go back there a little bit and get <laughs> and then we'll come up to to full speed to where we are today. You were. Obviously, anybody that says they ran in Foot Locker in high school is like a gifted, talented, hardworking <laughs> athlete because you don't go to Foot Locker if you're not. Tell us about when you realized you had some real potential to, you know, run in college and then pro. Yeah. So I, I guess even in like, it kind of started in middle school because that like, when I first started doing the distance running in sixth grade, I was like actually fairly good at it and I didn't even I don't know I didn't run that much I was like ooh, okay it kind of like ignited a little fire in me <laughs> I'm very competitive so I love I it like, ooh, I'm yeah I was like I'm doing good at this great I'm gonna keep doing this um so um I think by like freshman year in high school I it was Montana it goes they have some great athletes who've come through Montana um but it's not always like the deepest state of runners and so I think it was a good and bad thing I feel like freshman year I didn't lose any races. I don't know. I think I lost one race in senior year of high school, um, in, in the state of Montana. Uh, but, and I lost a couple track races as a sophomore, but cross country, I did not till I was a senior, but it was, that was like a good thing for my confidence, I think. And also a little bit detrimental to when I actually did go to college and Mm. have a team of people. Cause I was like, Oh, how do you run with girls? Um, Um, but kind of that freshman year. And I, that was the first time I made footlocker nationals too. And I was just that, really ignited all that like oh my gosh this like running can really take you a lot of places and so I was like this could really be there was a lot of seniors at Foot Locker Nationals too and they were all talking about oh I'm running for you know this college and this college um so that was kind of when I started like oh you can I know I guess I had known that you could go to college and run but I hadn't really like thought about it till till I started meeting people that were going to certain colleges um and then I would follow along with you know their careers in college while I was still in high school so it honestly was that first Foot Locker Nationals that probably really was like, okay, I love doing this. I love the community. I love, you know, meeting all these great women um, and men that do it. So that I was like, okay, I want to keep doing this as long as I can. <laughs> so you end up running at Colorado, but did you go somewhere else first? I feel like you did. 
I did. Yeah. So I went to university of Montana for, I, I really wanted to be, I'm kind of a homebody. Yeah. Um, so now, now I'm back in Montana. Everyone's like, well, of course you are. <laughs> um, so, um, but I, yeah, so I wanted to be close to home. So I went to and university of Montana. It's not where I am now. It's in, uh, it's in Missoula, Montana. Okay. And so, uh, I went there for a semester. I had a, not a very good situation with the coach there. So he, he ended up getting fired and everything. Oh, so wow. yeah, it wasn't, wasn't good, but I, I'm happy for the experience. It was great. I loved the town of Missoula. You know, my teammates were great. I really liked that whole thing. Um, just the coach was just very creepy and not great. Uh, so uh, I ended up transferring. Thank goodness I got out of that situation. Uh, and I, there was, let's see, three, three guys from Montana that were on the University of Colorado team. Um, one of them is now my boyfriend. Oh, but wow. uh, so they... Yeah. So they, I, I known them, you know, I'd race with, not with them, but I talked to them a lot during all the high school races in Montana. And so I reached out to them and I was like, this is, I'm, you know, interested in Colorado. Um, I'm transferring. So ultimately I kind of went to Colorado just because I got, you know, the most, I knew people there, which felt made it a little bit more familiar. And also it's a, you know, obviously a great running school. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, you know, I loved Mark and Heather, the coaches when I met them. So decided to go to Colorado, which I'm very, very happy that I did. <laughs> so you had good coaching experience at Colorado. Yes. Great coaching there. <laughs> Mark and Heather are great. But yeah, not, nothing like that. You University of Montana, but <laughs> how did you like overcome that at such a young age? Like, cause I feel like when you're yeah. so young, like an authority figure that can really mess with your head. Oh, it, yeah. And it, honestly, it did more than I actually thought it did. And so I think, it, you know, it honestly took probably like a year to even two years to actually really be able to like look at the situation and be able to like swallow it and like kind of forgive some people. To, it's always good to forgive. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, so it, it really did take longer than I thought, because when I finally was able to like think about it and do that forgiving, it was like a huge weight off my shoulder that I didn't even know it was there until it was gone. Then I was like, wow, okay. I feel great now. Um, so yeah, so it, it definitely was hard, but my, my parents helped a lot because they knew, you know, everything about the situation. So they were super helpful with that. And I think just jumping into a team in like a totally different place too was also great just to kind of like get my mind off everything. I was wondering about your parents when you said the forgiving thing. I yeah. was like, I feel like that's something that might've come from a parent. Yeah. Yeah. You're very right. <laughs> oh, that's so good. So great experience at Colorado. Did you sign with ASICS like right after like your senior year? So yeah. So senior year was weird because the track season was canceled. Um, so they were like, oh, you can take a six year if you want. I was just kind of, it was, I mean, super grateful that they even offered having a six year. But I, at that point was just like, oh, I don't know. I was a little bit done with school. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I was like, yes, I hadn't like, you know, prepared to do a six year. So I think <laughs> I just like couldn't wrap my mind around going to school again. Um, and I also would just kind of I feel at that point you're already feel kind of old as a fifth year. Mm -hmm. And so I just was like, oh, I'm going to feel so old as a six year. <laughs> and so, <clears throat> yeah, I decided let's see, we were able to kind of the process was a little bit different just because usually you know, you can't sign, mm -hmm. you can, you, I think you can have an agent, but you can't sign with a actual shoe company until after NCA's outdoor track. Um, and so we didn't have any of that. So the whole spring was kind of, it was nice because ever, you know, from March until May or June, we were able to like have a lot more conversations with the shoe companies, um, uh, and with agents. So it did give us a little bit more time. Um, the people who went pro last spring to kind of talk with people and decide what you were going to do. I can't believe it's been a year. 
I, I can't either. <laughs> it's just crazy that this time can, has yeah. passed. And like, that was your reality. Cause I've talked to so many athletes that like either had foregone their fifth year or missed their, their track mm-hmm. season. And you know, like the outcomes have been so different for people based on like what they chose to do. And some people chose to forego that fifth season, like before anybody mm-hmm. knew COVID was going to happen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. I know it's it's crazy. I know. I remember thinking like, oh, this will be like a month long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nope. No, no, no. Um, yeah. You mentioned your boyfriend. How long have you guys been dating? Almost uh, five years this summer. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. Okay. And who does he run long for? Time. So he ran for Colorado and we're both from, he's from, lives about 30 minutes from me. So he lives in the Flathead Valley too, where I'm from okay. in Montana. And when we were in Boise, Idaho, we were, uh, when we ran for the Idaho Distance Project, oh, he was right. running for them. Yep. And then I was running, or I was running there and he, he kind of took, you know, he's two years older than me. So he took a year or two off, not totally off, like just kind of like ran for fun. He was a little bit burnt out. So he didn't mm-hmm. totally train super hard. Um, and then he started training pretty hard a little bit before Idaho. And then when he was in Idaho and then he runs like semi professionally for ACE, a little bit, he ASICs gives him like a little bit of something. So, okay. um, which is nice. He gets some gear and stuff from them. Uh, so that's kind of, we can be matching. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so that's fun. He, I think he might do a little bit more trail races. He got COVID after me of and course. I think it hit him. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. We tried to quarantine, but you just can't if you're living together. Yeah. Um, and so he, I think it hit him harder than he's been having a lot harder time coming back after it. Mm. Um, so unfortunately, so he was going to try to do track. He even, yeah. So he decided, you know, I'm not going to do track. The right, He just stopped doing track now. Um, and then I think we'll maybe do some road races and stuff in the fall. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hey, everybody, a quick break here to thank Athletic Brewing Company for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Athletic Brewing Company brews delicious craft beer that just happens to be non-alcoholic. The founders, Bill and John, started Athletic because there was nothing like it on the market. They are craft beer lovers who wanted to cut back on alcohol without compromising flavor. They couldn't find what they were looking for, so they made it happen, and they brew the beer they wanted to drink. So if you are looking for a delicious beer that's high-quality, flavorful, and award-winning, only 50 to 75 calories per can, something to drink on any occasion while staying away from the alcohol. The other thing I love about Athletic Brewing Company is they are doing good. They donate 2% of all sales, to maintaining trails and parks that are oftentimes underserved by government budget shortfalls. These spaces are the center of getting outside, being active and mindful, and spending time creating memories with friends and family. They got a lot going on, and you should definitely check them out. Go to athleticbrewing.com and use the code ANOTHERATHLETIC15, and that'll get you 15% off your first order. Athleticbrewing.com, use the code ANOTHERATHLETIC15 to save 15%. And when you buy two six-packs or more, you also get free shipping. All right, friends, back to my conversation with McKenna. Um, your track time, though, let's talk about your track time, your, your 10K. <laughs> uh, yeah. 31, 25, 19, which was a minute PR at the sound running <laughs> minute. That is such a big PR for the 10K. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's yeah, three years. I was like, oh, perfect. Every three years, I'll just... 
you don't do a <laughs> blow it out of the and water. I'll have the world record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. That's so great. Mm-hmm. So that puts you point two from the Olympic standard. Were you going for the Olympic standard or were you like, I need to at least just get the trial standard? So, yeah. So I wanted to just get the trials originally after once I got COVID, I was like, okay, backpedal, just the trial standard. Just get that. Don't worry about the Olympic standard. Then I like started the race and it was one of those races where you just feel you know, great the mm. whole time, which is not always the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, oh my goodness, like we're close to it. I know we were a little bit off after the first, I think we were about 10 seconds off after the first 5k, um, off of pace. And so I think we, we negative split by quite a bit, maybe even more than 10 seconds. I don't remember, um, in that second 5k. And so I just was kind of like hanging on and hoping like, okay, that I know this is fast and I know we're close to that time. Um, and so I'm just going to try to hang on. I, wish because they stopped the clock when that what was her name was it Andrea when she crossed the line mm-hmm. and I was coming down the last hundred so I had no idea where I was at <laughs> and so I really wish that I that the clock would have mm. kept going and I could have I don't know catapulted myself over the line or yes. something <laughs> yep yep because I saw her time when she crossed and so I thought okay I, I know what time that was I think I have enough time to get to the finish line I did not apparently um, <laughs> and so yeah I wish I would have seen that clock but I with like about a mile to go I was like okay if I'm able to keep the pace or speed up a little bit I can be close to that time at least so um that was exciting to be close but then I was like oh too close and a 10k point two is nothing (laughs) yeah okay so this makes me super curious about the 10k trials first of all I'm assuming you're not but you tell me are you're not racing another 10k before the trials no I'm just training until the trials now okay I hate to assume things sometimes but it doesn't seem like there's a lot of time to 10k is not the same thing as racing a 5k no, it's way different. You you got to recover some after it. <laughs> I'm just so curious about this because this field is is just going to be wild. Like mm-hmm. there are so mm-hmm. many of you out there that are just so good <laughs> and fast. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be yeah, it's also going to be massive, I think. Because I think once you set the US time, like the US trials qualifier time, you have to accept everyone because usually they just say, you know, like 24 is the cutoff. Uh, but I think I heard someone say there's like 40 something right now. Wow. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think because just because once they set that time, you know, once you hit it, you have to let people in. And so, yes, yeah, so I think it's gonna be a really big race at the start. Also, <laughs> I had a really good feel. So. I am like, I'm so excited. You know, the trials are so exciting and I- I'm excited to see the 15 and the 5K definitely like. And yes. the eight, like the the longer the distance, the more excited I get for some reason. But this <laughs> this is the race I'm like most invested in because I feel like there are like 15 people that could potentially <laughs> make this team, if not more. Yeah, there honestly are. Because I was looking through the list and I was like, oh my gosh, everyone's so close together right around that the Olympic qualifier. And then obviously some are faster than that too. But yeah, it's so close up there. So I'm I have a feeling the race will go fast. That's what I was too. wondering. Okay. Um. Yep. I, I just I just think because like if it does, I just think there's so many people that are quick that you would want it to go fast. Um. At least I don't know. That just makes sense to me. We'll see. <laughs> but sometimes it sometimes I get really confused and I'm like, what's going on? We're jogging. <laughs> um. But I have I have an I like think that it's probably going to go pretty fast. Um. Just because there is so many people, so I feel like those you know 
top women are going to be like, oh, I got to just run as fast as I can to outrun people. <laughs> well, okay. This is what I'm wondering. What about, like, I don't know what percentage of the field has the actual Olympic standard, not the trial standard, you know, to actually run in the Olympics. Is there a case where those people want it to go slower so that less people grab the tr- the standard? You know what I mean? Oh, you know, that could be. Yeah. But then Because I think it really depends. Because then if you, you know, if you go slower, it does open up that. Well, I guess if people don't have the standard, they can't go to the Olympics, even if they got top three. Right. But um, I think it does. It does open up that top three spots for someone who like maybe who has a super fast kick yeah. but didn't necessarily have a faster time at the very beginning. Um, my last championship races were college and they were in Austin, Texas. So we were slow because <laughs> it was so hot and humid. Yeah. And so I'm, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm very interested to see how, how this one goes. Yeah. You guys are going to have to run the standard because you guys, yep, you, yep, you want to go to the sure. Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I know. I was like, I kind of hope it goes fast. <laughs> and so, so then I don't know. I don't know what will happen, but I can, you know, go for it and maybe hit that Olympic standard too, which would be great. <laughs> so is that make it? Cause regardless making the Olympic team is going to be a challenging thing to do, but does that Mm -hmm. make it more exciting to you as the competitor that there's just such a hot field out there? Oh, it's super exciting. Cause then, you know, like if you make it, you're like, Oh my gosh, look at like this field of women that I just beat. (laughs) Like that's, that's amazing. And it's, it's just so fun to see how many women are running so fast right now or us women. And I mean, every, all the women, but like just so fun to see it in the United States, like how many women are running so well. Um, it's just super fun to be like a part of that group. And there's just like a great energy too. I feel like everyone's so ferocious, but like in a good way. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's, it's great. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like y'all are so supportive of one another. Yeah. Everyone is. It's so sweet. I'm sure it is like this too in other events too, but I feel like especially the 10 K of all of them, I know people are just huggier. (laughs) Um, And so yeah, everyone's just so sweet and they give all these hugs. I love hugs. So I'm, I'm all for the hugs, especially now that um, people are vaccinated. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You you can just wear a sign. I've had COVID and I'm vaccinated. Give me all the hugs. Please. Yeah. Please give me a hug. (laughs) I do feel like that too. I can't remember who said this and I, it might've been someone talking about the marathon, but like, the camaraderie is just a little bit different because you're like weathering yeah. a storm together that's much <laughs> different than like, n- you know, fighting tooth and nails for like two minutes in an 800. Yep. <laughs> yes, I completely agree. And especially a marathon. I mean, obviously even way more than a 10K. But I think it's just because you're out there grinding for so long and you're just like, wow, I just did that. Like, oh, uh, everyone else did too. Like, yeah. amazing job, everyone. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What is your, like, I should know this maybe, but what is your strength on the track? Like, are you a kicker? What, where do your biggest strengths lie? You know, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a kicker. I sometimes can be fast. It does not happen um, frequently. Um, That's why she wants to be a marathoner, uh, guys. Yeah. See, this is why I need to be a marathoner. I shuffle. And so sometimes I can pull a kick out. Um, It really depends. I used to not be able to in college that much. I just, I don't know. So I feel like now I think I've gotten a little bit speedier on that, you know, fast speed end now for some reason. Don't really know why. Uh, But so I think, you know, maybe I could kick now. But definitely my strength is just kind of like evenly grinding out a race or, you know, negative splitting, but just running like pretty even splits that whole time and just running like fast from the start 
and just like running that the whole time, if that makes any sense. Um, I'm not, yeah, not the best kicker, but we're working on it. <laughs> yeah. So not to give away race strategies and you don't, you don't know what you're going to do until you're in the moment, but like in an ideal situation, it sounds like you would prefer to like kind of break away from the crowd with a couple laps to go or something like that. Yes. I would need like an 800 yeah. kick. You want to be, you want to <laughs> so- be ahead. Okay. Yeah, I I would need that. And then, you know, the other, the speedy girls, they can go with like, you know, 200 to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I feel like 10Kers run a lot like that. And it just like grind out uh-huh. to 10K anyway. So I feel like it's a pretty, I feel like a lot of people probably do that too. <laughs> it's, it's wild to see someone with a kick like that, like the kind of ground they can actually make up in 200 meters. Oh, huge. It's yeah, crazy. You can like, you can take, you know, five even more seconds off in 200 meters of your overall time. Sometimes like 10 seconds in one lap, (laughs) depending on how fast you can go. Yeah. It's crazy. So what's your, what is your mental game mindset when, you know, it's like you're finishing, everything hurts, but you are going all out until you cross that finish line. What do you say to yourself to stay tough? You know, that's, it's been, it's changed over time. Um, I used to honestly get kind of nervous for those like last little Mm -hmm. bit when I knew it was going to get really hard and really fast. And so I definitely kind of had to overcome some of that nervousness because it would almost be like, not dread, but like, oh my God, it's going to start going. Oh, what do I do? Yeah. Um, and so like that was even, you know, through most of college, I'd be like, oh, here we go. Um, so I know recently I've just been like, really excited to see what my body can do. Mm. And so even when I'm in a ton of pain, I'm like, okay, I've been in all this pain and workouts. Like I've done, I've done this. I know I can keep going and just like, let's see how fast you can go. And so I think it's been fun. Also, like it's been nice to challenge myself because a lot of times I fall off in a race with like, you know, a mile to go or, you know, 800 to go. So it's been, I've, I've almost been like, it's just like a challenge against myself to be like, McKenna, don't fall off. Just like keep going you know, stay close to someone, pass someone, um, just like see if you can hang on and even go faster in that last like 800 meters to a mile. Um, cause that's where I've struggled in the past. And so I think it's more like, I don't know, it's more of like my, myself against myself, if that makes any sense. Um, and just kind of seeing, okay, you've put all the work in, like, let's see how far, like take it to the end. <laughs> I love that. I love the thought of like, getting excited to see what your body can do rather than feeling nervous that like about yes. how painful it's going to be. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was really happy that that was like a big shift I've been noticing just like in this last, like, you know, five months even. And so I was really happy that when I saw like four laps or even six laps, but four laps with that sound running 10 K I was like, okay, let's go, let's speed up. And I was like, Oh wow. I never think like that. So, so, um, that was, it's exciting. I think my mindset's coming, coming around. So are you working with a sports psychologist on that? Or has it just been something that you've come to on your own? No, I, I don't, I should work with a sports psychologist. Um, I don't work with one right now, but I, it's kind of come to me on my own. I think the college guys that I work out with have been really helpful too. Um, they're extremely good at cheering me on, which is great because they're usually in front of me. And so whenever I'm finishing, they'll like, you know, come back with me, help me finish. And so I've been finishing workouts a lot stronger than I used to. Um, and with like a lot more excitement because they're all being so helpful. And that's great. so awesome. And so I think that's, yeah, I honestly think that's, you know, maybe a big reason why too, is I've just in practice, have been practicing that and, you know, doing it 
in the workouts with their health. <laughs> so, um, so I think maybe I'm just teaching myself how to do that every week. So that's, that's exciting. <laughs> and are you training with Grayson at all as well? Grayson Murphy? Yeah. So I've been, it's been fun to kind of do, I train with her sometimes we do have different coaches. So yeah. it's a little bit hard cause you know, we'll have workouts on different days, but, and with COVID it was a little bit hard too. Cause we, I work out with the, my coach is yeah. the Montana state university coach. And so I work out with them. Um, and she wasn't able to come into their facilities mm-hmm. with COVID. Now she can. Um, and so it was a little bit hard in the winter, but we, in the fall, we worked out together. Um, uh, and then we do a lot of easy runs together. So whenever we can have a chance, we'll, we'll meet up and run. So I, I she's going to drag me on some trail runs this summer. Fun. That will be fun. Yeah. She's going to kill me. I love trail running, but she's way better at it. So, so I'll have to learn some strategies on how to run the trail the best. <laughs> well, you know what? Like. I, that's one of my favorite things about Grayson. Like she still works really hard at the highest level, but she follows her Mm -hmm. heart and like does what she loves to do. Yes. We very much bonded on that, which was great. Um, cause I feel like we're kind of similar on that Grayson and I, so that was, it was, it was, I'm really glad she's been in Bozeman and it's been, yeah, it's been great running with her. Yeah. I could see you guys being kindred spirits in that way. You seem like <laughs> you see, I've, I'm assuming lots of things about you for some reason. I don't know why, like no, why you're, you're wise behind totally your years, but like you seem like an adventurous soul. <laughs> I do like to, yeah, it's, it, I do like to do that. And yeah, it's fun to have Grayson's also very adventurous. So it's fun to have like someone else who's like similar and say, like, Ooh, yeah, let's go do this adventure run. And oh, let's go do this. So that's then that's fun to have her around. Yeah, like balance out your like, this, this is my career. This is my profession. I am all in I'm working my yeah. butt off. But like, there's time for play too. Yes, yes, she does a good job balancing that. So it's been I've like learned a little bit from her too. So that's, that's great. Also, that's so good. Um, Okay, uh, before we do into podcast questions, you're also a big snow skier, mountain mountain skier. What is it? Oh, uh, snowboard. Well, yeah, I I, <laughs> I I snowboard and then I like skin up. I do some skinning, which is like you it's a split board and you skin up the mountain and then you snowboard down. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Now, do you get nervous doing that, though? Like I'm thinking injury and stuff like that. So usually when I where I go, at least recently, I didn't honestly get to go this much this winter because the snow conditions were pretty iffy for avalanches. Um, so I didn't want to obviously get myself into one of those situations. Um, but no, it's, I usually go when there's a lot of fluffy powder. So if I fall, I'm, I will Uh. not, I won't hurt myself. I'll just fall into like a pillow of snow. Um, and so no, it's, I'm not too worried about it when I do. I do notice though, I'm a little bit, when I go to like an actual ski hill and I go on like groomed runs and stuff, that kind of thing I do notice I'm a little more careful now than I was before because I'm like oh I, I need to save these legs <laughs> okay I don't know if you're gonna be a mom someday but I feel like you're gonna be the coolest mom if you ever are <laughs> oh, thank you thank you I really I have do. a dog but yeah <laughs> well, thank you I'm not even like who knows if that'll happen in your life or if you even want it to in 10 years or whatever but like <laughs> I just like I feel like you are just so adventurous and outdoorsy and I'm like man and it's it's all coming from like me picturing what your childhood was probably like right yeah 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 it was it was very fun it would be yeah so if I have kids I would like to do with them what like you know what my parents did with me I'll be like okay you guys have to only play outside (laughs) you're not allowed (laughs) inside until after 9 p.m 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's mud, stick, you got it, go. <laughs> Good job, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Morley. We love it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, they did great. <laughs> I actually have a parenting podcast, and I – I am going to be interviewing Becky Wade's parents, but I'm like, oh, I, you know, like whenever I interview athletes and I think specifically younger athletes at this point, I'm always so intrigued with like how your parents (laughs) raised you and, and all that. So I'm like, man, your parents would Mm -hmm. probably be really awesome interviews. Yeah. If you ever want to, I can give you their info. (laughs) They can talk to to us about raising adventurous souls. I love it. Um, (laughs) Okay. McKenna, I'm so pumped for you. Just keep riding this this train into the trials that you've been that you've been riding, minus the COVID. Um, yes. <laughs> what is one thing professionally or personally that you would like to do that you haven't done yet? Oh, that is a great question. Um, well, I feel like professionally in you know the in running as that, that profession. I also work at a running store, so I have a couple of things going on, but I feel like I, obviously this is the goal that probably everyone tells you, but I would like to, you know, try to make the Olympics. We will see. I'll go as hard as I can at the trials. Um, and then personally, I need to start doing some meditating. Yeah. <laughs> this is a personal goal of mine. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I will try my hardest to, you know, do some more. I think that'd be very helpful. I'm I am always doing things. I have a very busy schedule. I like that. Um, But I also feel like I need to, you know, be able to take a step back and be like, okay, I need like 10 minutes to myself right now. And so I'm going to try to learn to, to do that. We'll see how long it takes. (laughs) I mean, Grayson is also could also help you in that. Isn't she like a big meditator? I think she is. So I think I need to just go to her house and say, okay, <laughs> help me. What do I do? <laughs> and, and maybe she can lead me through it. <laughs> okay. I was wondering about that because you mentioned earlier that you were at work and I was like, I wonder where she works. And I thought maybe she meant she was yeah. running because like running is also your work. So you work at a, you work at the running store. Yep. I just start, I worked, started working there in February. It's like a little local running store. I love it. I love my coworkers. It's a, it's really fun. I think I, I was in the house too much yeah. before. And so I was like getting antsy and I was cleaning like five times a week. And I was like, I don't need to do this. This is, this is insane. Um, so mm. I was, I was very bored. So it's been really nice to like, you know, get out of the house and like, it, it's a great place to meet new people. And um, so it's been, it's been really fun. I've loved it. So how many hours a week do you do that on average? Um, right now it's a little bit more. Um, be- I'm about 30 oh, hours a week there. Yeah, I might try to narrow that down a little bit. We lost one of um well he he didn't he just left. <laughs> we didn't lose him. <laughs> you didn't lose um, him. He, he, yeah, no. He he left because he has an internship. So he left and he um so we've been, you know, trying to find some more people to work. So yeah, about I'd like to probably work closer to like 20 mm-hmm. um but about, you know, 30 right now, which is, you know, it's it's fine. It's light for a long time, so I'm still able to get all my runs in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's been fun. I imagine I would probably feel the same way. Like you can only run so much and then you got a lot of time for like Netflix. Do you watch TV? See, I'm here. I am assuming again that you're not a big TV person. No, you're good. I mean, and that's what I was noticing is I think I was watching too much TV for my liking. (laughs) I do like to watch Netflix and stuff, Feels good. but I was like, McKenna, you're becoming, yeah. I was like, I, I, I am like doing this too much. Um, so (laughs) I, I do like to watch Netflix and do that kind of thing to relax, but um, I don't quite do it as much anymore because I don't have very much time, but, um, I did, I was watching a lot of it when I, 
was just when I was just running and during COVID. So I was like, well, mm-hmm. can't go, can't go somewhere right now. <laughs> I don't know. Can't go sit somewhere. Okay. What was your favorite COVID binge? Ooh, well, I have a couple. So love, I watched all of Chip and Joanna's, what is, it's like house, their house one. I'm, why am I forgetting? I don't know. I haven't, is it like a new, a new one or just like the one they've always no, done? It's the one they've always done. So it's like the, yeah, they, I love them. Why can't we think of that? I know. I, it's like, it's right there. It's like on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. I, something with the home. It's on HGTV. Um, and so I was watching a lot of that. I'll remember this in like five minutes when like, and I'll, or like later. And then I'll be like, oh, that was it. But fixer no, I watched upper. that. Fixer Upper. Yes. Love <laughs> Fixer Upper. Um, was binging that. I would just rewatch all of it. And then I um, I also love New Girl. So I've already seen New Girl. Mm. So I, but I rewatched it during COVID. So I, I would say it, it's funny and makes me happy. So I was like, I'll watch this during these sad COVID times. <laughs> That's good. I needed a lot of that. Ted Lasso was my, have you watched that? No, I've heard of it though. I, sh- I need, I need some more. So I, I should watch it. <laughs> you got to It's the only problem is you got to do it on Apple TV, but it is 100% worth doing like whatever the Apple trial subscription is because oh, I'll do that. <laughs> if you're looking for happy, it is like the happiest show on the planet and it's oh, funny. Okay. This is great. Oh, I, I love this. I need happy and funny. That's, that's my favorite kind. So I will, I will look this up. <laughs> and if you watch it now, season two is coming out in like July. So like you'll be oh, like perfect. fresh and like be excited for season two and it'll be like fairly soon. Oh, this is great. I'm thank you. <laughs> I, I wrote it down. So we're all good. I haven't. I will remember. <laughs> okay, McKenna, what is the best most recent book you've read? Oh, so I'm super into this is great, too. So I was a huge reader growing up. Okay. But I, then I went to school for English and then anthropology. And so I read a lot of books that were assigned to me and in college. So I was like kind of burnt out uh-huh. on reading. And so I like I was but I've always I've been like, I don't know. I just loved it so much growing up. So I was like, I really hope that someday I can get back into like being a reader. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, this summer I started reading a whole bunch more and my favorite, I've been binging this author called, uh, her name is Kristen Hanna. Oh yeah. Yes. She's, I love her. They're fiction, but they're kind of like historical fiction. Um, so yeah, my favorite book by her was the great alone, but I also just read the four winds, which was also amazing by her. So basically all of her books <laughs> okay. I've, are been my favorite during COVID. I just finished The Four Winds. <gasps> so good. Oh my gosh. So sad. We won't give anything away. Don't worry, no. everybody. But like read that book. It's so me good. Too. I did not expect mm-hmm. that ending at all. And it definitely me left me heartbroken. Yes. But good. But like a good. Yeah. It was a good heartbroken. But I, I, I was finished it on the airplane back from sound running. And I think the people next to me are like, oh, what happened, what happened to this poor girl? <laughs> I'm just like I'm joking. She's yeah. so good. She's so good at, the, at writing books like that. Oh, all of you, all of her books. And I, I was worried at first. I kind of get hooked on authors. Uh-huh. Um, but some authors like write pretty much exactly the same. And some of her books are similar, but like she still has like a lot of different voices. So I feel like I don't get bored reading just her book so I can read all of them and be fine (laughs) yeah and I liked the four wins way better than the great alone it was still good though yes still good that one just was a little long and then magic hour I don't know if you read I haven't done that one yet so should should that be on my list okay 
Yeah, but it's it's a lot. It's like half the size. It's way shorter. So okay, um, and way different. Like completely different. It's like set in like present time. Yeah, great. <laughs> oh but. my gosh. Okay, I know. I literally finished uh, the Four Winds. I think on like Monday, and it's one of those books you finished where if you don't have another one lined up, you're like, oh shoot, what do I do now? Like I'm I I need to be invested in this story. Yep. <laughs> you feel like kind of like. I don't know. I felt when I was done, I was like, oh, I'm feeling kind of alone. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I was in the book. And then now I'm like, oh, oh, I, I'm in reality now. Oops. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I, I need to I need to get another one ready. Yeah, for sure. Um, OK, last question. What is your last message you'd like to leave with our audience today? Oh, um, well, I would say give people a hug if you can, because hugs are great. And I've been loving all the recent hugs and that's that's my biggest one. And smile at people because it's. I think I don't know how masks are doing everywhere else, but I know that sometimes masks have been starting to get mandates have been lifted. So I've noticed a lot of people are at least here in Montana. A lot of people are smiling, and it's it's great. Like they're over smiling, but I love <laughs> it. Like just smile. Like I don't know, just smile all the time when you don't have it. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> hugs and smiles, or wait a little bit and do that whenever you can. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. I'm so glad we finally got to do this, and I think yes, it was me too. the perfect timing. So this was wonderful. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) All right. Well, best of luck and we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) All right, friends. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, McKenna, for coming on the show. You all make sure you go check out McKenna. Let her know if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. She is McKenna, M-A-K-E-N-A underscore Morley over there. You can find me on Instagram. I'm lindsayhine626. You can find me on Twitter at lindsayhine. And you can find us on Facebook. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine where we have a group as well. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it so very much. All the links to sponsors and anything McKenna and I talked about will be in the show notes at lindsayhine.com. If you want to learn more about our podcast network, check out sandyboyproductions.com as well as our Instagram page, Sandy Boy Productions. Have a great Friday, a wonderful rest of your weekend. And as always, I will see you next Friday.